This podcast is brought to you by Reynolds and Reynolds, the industry leader in automotive technology. Reynolds has turned the page to what's next by making it possible for you to retail anywhere. Discover your next chapter at reyrey.com/me. That's r e y r e y.com/me. Welcome to Daily Drive for Thursday, February 2nd, 2023. I'm Jamie Butters, executive editor of Automotive News, and I'm Kellen Walker. Today on the show, January was a good sales month for Ford and Honda. Volvo readies its EV push in the biggest product revamp under Geely. And GM and Netflix team up on Super Bowl ads. Plus, CDK Global CEO Ryan McDonald joins us to talk about how the retail tech giant sees the market shifting in 2023. We have to meet customers the way they want to shop. You know, we're bringing the dealers the tools so they can meet the customers where they want to be met. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Ford racked up another month of U.S. sales gains in January. Much like Hyundai and Kia, which we talked about on yesterday's show, Ford got a boost from improving inventory levels, higher fleet volume, and electric vehicle demand. Sales rose 1.8% last month, with volume up 1.9% at the Ford division and 1.2% at Lincoln. It was the second straight month of gains for both brands, but small gains. F-Series was up about 9%, Bronco was up 26%, and the Transit more than doubled, up 106%. Meanwhile, Honda snapped a 17-month losing streak in January. The Japanese automaker says sales rose 14%, behind a gain of 10% at the Honda division and 66% at Acura. It says Honda brand inventory on hand more than doubled last month compared with January 2022. Subaru says January sales edged up half a percent for its sixth straight monthly gain, another small one. Results were aided by record January deliveries of the Crosstrek. As of recording time Thursday, we're still waiting on Volvo sales results. You can find the most up-to-date January sales reports at autonews.com. Volvo is gearing up for an electric blitz to convert all its mainstay models into electric vehicles. It also plans to introduce a luxury electric van aimed at boosting sales in Asia. That's according to two people with knowledge of the plans who spoke with Reuters. They say the brand expects to launch at least six new EVs through 2026. Volvo has announced an objective to make its entire lineup fully electric by 2030. The Swedish carmaker is 82% owned by China's Geely Holding Group. The previous unreported product plans amount to the largest revamp of Volvo's model lineup since Geely acquired the brand from Ford Motor in 2010. As the number of planned full electric and hybrid models rises, so is the complexity facing suppliers and their program managers. It's a new reality that is translating to higher costs and missed timelines for companies already reeling from supply chain troubles. Dave Opsall is the CEO of Actify, a Detroit-based program management solutions provider. He says the average supplier is now between 30% and 50% behind schedule, running above cost targets or both. If you're an automotive supplier and you have that kind of situation, it's kind of hard to run a predictable business. According to a recent PwC report, about 42% of suppliers worldwide reported being in some level of financial distress in the first half of 2022. That was up from 27% in 2021. And General Motors and Netflix have created a co-branded Super Bowl ad promoting the company's collaboration to feature more electric vehicles on screen. The automaker said a 60-second spot called EVs on screen 
will air in the second quarter of the Super Bowl on February 12th. The companies released two 15-second teaser spots featuring comedian and actor Will Ferrell doing things like asking zombies for directions. Do you know how to get back to the 15? I think I took a wrong turn at that twisted piece of metal. You know what? I'm good. You have a great one, all right? Stupid zombie. Starting last year, the streaming service committed to including at least one EV in every film or series it produces. No word yet on what that means for period dramas. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, we got word yesterday that the Fed raised its target interest rate by a quarter of a percentage point, which represents a smaller increase compared to previous rate hikes. What do you think that signals and what are the implications for the auto industry? Yeah, it shows that the Fed seems to think that they're probably closer to the end than the beginning of this cycle of rate hikes. They've you know, been raising rates to try to uh, slow growth and dampen inflation. Inflation is still running pretty high, but it's not as high as it was. And so maybe they're trying to give it a little time to continue to flow through the economy and apply a little more pressure and a little more pressure, stick with these quarter point cuts until they get it down where they want it, it should signal for dealers and lenders and the industry at large that the peak interest rate shouldn't have to get into historically crazy numbers, you know, double digits and things where it should top out in some middle range where it allows the industry to get back into the groove. Jamie, you'd make a good economist. Uh, com <laughs> coming up, we'll hear from CDK Global CEO Brian McDonald from the NADA show in Dallas. That's next on Daily Drive. Reynolds & Reynolds recently announced a new logo and brand image to better reflect the company it is today and its vision for the future. Hear what Chris Walsh, president of Reynolds & Reynolds, has to say about Reynolds' rebrand and the next chapter. I think, you know, if you look back, it really started, you know, probably two years ago with a new leadership team in place and the decision to kind of look at how we can be a better company and how we can better serve our customers and how we can help them be more successful. But it's really accelerated the last, you know, 12 months. This is a commitment to a new kind of company in my eyes and a new way of kind of cohabitating in the industry, helping our customers be more successful. And, uh, you know, the marketing side of this is, I mean, it's certainly important to help to have a marketing organization that, you know, kind of takes your messages and makes them concise and, and impactful and, and broadcast that to the world. That's certainly a critical part, you know, of what we're doing, but this is not a marketing program. This is, you know, a company-wide initiative you know, to better serve the industry and to, you know, help us get to the next chapter uh, in automotive. Visit rayray.com slash me to learn more about Reynolds' vision for the future and discover your next chapter. That's reyrey.com slash me. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. When Brian McDonald returned as CDK Global's CEO last July, he promised a fit and focus strategy that would fine tune product offerings to better meet dealer needs. Six months later, that focus was emerging as CDK touted technology advances at the NADA show in Dallas. I sat down with McDonald at the Automotive News booth on the floor of the NADA show. Here's our conversation. Brian McDonald, welcome to Daily Drive. Thanks, Jamie. It's great to be here. Well, and this, especially here in Dallas. We really are here at the in NADA. the booth. In the middle of NADA, <laughs> yeah. Is this your first time sitting in the uh, the booth? 
Uh, I've sat in many booths, but this is the first time I've been in the automotive, the automotive news, news booth. booth. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to have a whole new design next year. But uh, for now, this is the booth, and it's a good one. We like it. So here we are, January 2023, half a year since uh, going private. So I don't suppose you're going to tell me, um, you know, net income and revenue for 2022. Uh, but how's the company doing financially and, and operationally? What changes have taken place yeah. in that time? Yeah, that look, uh, we're obviously a private company, but I will tell you that uh, we've had a very good start. We continue to grow our dealer count, growing our revenue. Um, we've exceeded um, all of our targets uh, for ourselves. And, um, you know, our employees uh, that, are, that are bonus eligible are receiving, uh, you know, a, a pretty reasonable bonus. And so we're, we're very excited where we are. We, we've continued to, uh, continue to grow faster than uh, we had planned for. And, um, and our revenue's up and our profit's up. So we're, we're very happy where we are. What, um, you, you, your growth in the second half was faster than you had planned. What do you attribute that to? Just the pickup in production and vehicles getting to lots or other, other no, wins? No, I, I think it's really uh, focus. Our focus on uh, uh, winning new dealerships and, and uh, you know, to showing dealers our modernization journey and our focus on integrating our, our workflows. And, and so, you know, in, in any business, we have, you, have, you win some customers and you lose some. And in our case, uh, through the first six months, we won more customers than we had planned, which is a good thing. Mm -hmm. And we lost less customers than we had planned. Hey, and so, two wins. Uh, so that's two wins. Yeah. So, <laughs> so no, that's uh, that's uh, you know the the we're telling the story. I've been on the road uh, constantly, meeting dealers and OEMs, and telling the story and the focus points for uh, for CDK under Brookfield's ownership and. Uh, I think the customers like where we are, and here in the here in our, our CDK booth is next to your booth, <laughs> and the customers can come by and, and see uh, how we're modernizing our tech stack. We have the richest uh, DMS in the industry, 50 years of intellectual property, and we're modernizing that and having more seamless workflows, and got some great tools with Sales Express for modern retailing, which is something else that's really big well, on uh, dealers' minds. Tell me more about that. I wanted to ask, because you mentioned the streamlining of the process. Uh, for the dealer uh, when they're in transaction, how, do, how does that work, and what, what makes it? What's the benefit? So we have we have uh, what we think is uh, an industry leading product that's very hot in the floor. We have it deployed at over 400 customers that we call Sales Express, and really Sales Express allows a dealer to meet the customer where the customer is. So you can start your car buying experience on your couch at home. You can take a couple hour break to go see your kid's soccer game, come back, do some more of the transaction online, go as far as you want, come into your local dealer and restart the transaction exactly where you left off, using the same tool, with the same you know graphical user interface, the same look and feel, which makes the customer feel comfortable with what they were doing at home is the store, and you just pick off. And then, and then for the in-store, for the dealer employees, uh, you know, salesperson, sales manager allows them to go and do the transaction all in one screen um, and all in uh, in one software set, and so it's a really a seamless way to uh, to sell, not just from the customer, the retail customer, but also for the salesperson and the sales manager. It's very slick and uh, and very effective. That had been a particularly tedious process of copying things from one program or one system to another. Typically, you know, in, inside people are jumping from one screen to another. You know, going from an iPad to a PC. 
going from one tab to the other. So this is all one seamless workflow, but the most important is it starts at home with the customer. If that's the way the customer wants to buy, right? We're increasingly, we're in a world where we have to meet customers the way they want to shop. Some of them want to start at home. Some want to go a long way at home. Some don't want to do any of that. They just want to come into the dealership. But uh, you know, we're bringing the dealers the tools so they can meet the customers where they want to be met. I can testify from personal experience that, uh, that nothing has infuriated me more in the car buying process than filling out the credit app on the dealer's website and then going to the dealership and having them ask me for the same information and, and as if I had never done that. We, we've, we've all been through that experience and that's why we at CDK are eliminating that experience for our dealers, right? Uh, scan your driver's license at home, it's in your file for when you show up at the dealership. Do your credit app at home, it's in the file. Or if you don't want to do your credit app at home, come into the store and do it in the store. Whatever you want to do, you know, you, you as a retail customer, you go as far as you want, come in the store, and we, it's a seamless handoff to keep moving uh, forward and get, get the transaction done in a seamless and efficient way. CDK made a few acquisitions before your return. Um, Roadster, uh, digital retailing provider, and the insurance company Salty, um, how are those companies being integrated into CDK, and do you have any other acquisition plans? Well, we definitely have a more acquisitions planned. Um, I think you know Roadster is, is a cornerstone for us, uh, real um, real cornerstone of Sales Express, as I was just talking about. We continue to integrate that more and leverage it into all of our core products. Uh, the team from Roadster is incredible, um, and a lot of them are here with us today. And then. Uh, Salty, you know, we've rolled out Salty and uh, we continue to make it a more seamless process for the retail consumer in a store to get an insurance quote while they're in the store purchasing a new vehicle. So we continue to, to work that and make that more of a seamless process. And then as we head into 23, um, you know, we look to be more acquisitive for sure. Are there certain sizes or types of uh, companies you're looking to buy? Well, broadly speaking, we want to uh, extend our reach and, and, and help our dealers sell and service more cars, right? So we look at everything we do through the lens of how is this going to help a dealer sell and service more cars and be more efficient. And so, uh, you know, that gives us a fair amount of breath uh, in, terms of, in terms of things we might acquire. It obviously has to make strategic sense, but the, the lens is always about looking, looking at how it helps our dealer customers. So with the, the streamlining, I feel like there's sort of a, almost a vertical integration of, of sorts, but I understand that you're also allowing dealers to share data with third parties. Why, what, how big of a change is that and why did you make it? Well, dealers want choice. Uh, and I, I always tell this to OEMs as well, uh, and sometimes to uh, you know, my own detriment. And, you know, sometimes an OEM would say, well, I, I really want all my dealers to use your tool, Brian. And I'll say, look, that's good for me, obviously, but sometimes these things work better over a longer period of time if dealers have choice. Um, and so, um, you know, we had a data program at CDK to, to protect the movement of data. Obviously, that's a very sensitive topic. And, um, and, and, and there was only one way to do it, and that was through us, and that's because of the technology that we had at the time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, since we've since evolved some of our technology, and, um, and so we're giving dealers the choice uh, to do what we call data your way. So if the dealers want to uh, extract the data and send it to their software vendors, um, then uh, they can do it. So it's, it's uh, dealers have a choice to do it themselves, 
or quite frankly, if they want us to do it for them, then that's a service, and you know, well, they'll they should pay us for it, right? Or the software, the independent software vendor should should pay us for moving the data, you know, for them, and um, and so that's what we're doing, giving dealer choice. Um, and really taking away, um, you know, something that was a friction point with dealers who felt like they didn't have a choice but to, to move the data through the ecosystem uh, through through CDK. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, we we really power the ecosystem. So, you know, nobody has more integrations into the ecosystem than CDK. We have 662 partners, and those partners allow 1,200 integrations into different apps and services. So, we power automotive retail. Right? And, and no one has more integrations than we have. And uh, so this is just giving dealers another way to move the data through that you know, very large ecosystem of partners. So it sounds like the key was you, you figured something out about security that was able to make you feel confident that you weren't putting yourself and your customers at risk. Correct, correct. Very important. So um, there have been a lot of changes <coughs> in the industry during these uh, recent years. Uh, how how do you feel like, obviously you, you feel like CDK is on the right track. How do you think the industry in general, the dealers are, are keeping up uh, with with all the technological changes? And and what do you think of the competition with your, uh, with the CMS, uh, DMS providers? So what I would say, um, Jamie, is you know when, when I first came into CDK in 2016 and, and, and really came into the retail end of the business, um, I think most OEMs and, and dealers looked at technology as something you had to have, you know, like a tax, you know, you need it, <laughs> you need it to run your business, it's there, but didn't really see it as strategic. Right. And I think as I came back into the company in 2022, um, you know, I think there's a very fundamental different mindset. The mindset's changed tremendously, I think, around technology. And I think OEMs and dealers really see technology as, as a real strategic weapon now or strategic asset. And if you don't have the, the, the right technology, it's, it's going to be uh, very risky for you. And I think a couple things have happened to do for that, right? First, you had COVID. And so more and more, you know, we had to all change the way we did things. And how did we figure out how to do things? We leverage technology, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's number one. And then number two is I think, you know, the the, the new entrants in Tesla in particular, you know, sold, has sold, you know, well over a million cars, right? And has a higher market cap than all the other automakers put together, which is probably another podcast in and of <laughs> it's itself. It's a different subject. Uh, but they, they really challenged the status yeah, quo they of they challenged the status quo of, of, of you know, the way consumers want to buy cars. Between COVID and, and Tesla's success, I think it's, 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 it's made, you know, dealers and OEMs realize like, well, we have to have a seamless customer experience like that for the customers that want to buy like that. Not every customer wants to buy like that, but many do. And over time, that number's going to grow uh, as, as younger people buy more cars and whatnot. It's a fast-changing world, and the technology is great when it works, so you better have the best. Thank you. Thanks for uh, joining me, Brian McDonald, CEO of CDK Global. All right, thanks, Jamie. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News coordinating producer Jake Neer, as well as our own John Irwin, Dave Phillips, Lindsey Van Hulley, and Mark Homer for their help on today's podcast. You can get the latest news on auto retail technology, monthly sales results, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. 
Come back tomorrow to hear one auto technician's thoughts on how to solve recruitment and retention of techs. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.